This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 304, Godzilla, Planet Eater. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did Surprise, you was that He created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. I'm one of the strangers and aliens. My name is Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about sci-fi, fantasy, and uh, Christianity and spirituality. And I'm here with two of my friends. There's Evan David over there. Hello. And hey, over Evan. over on the other side of the room, because uh, they don't get along very well, is Steve McDonald. <laughs> Evan. Can't, can't let them sit too close to each other. Steve. <laughs> Never the twain shall meet. <laughs> Fortunately, we have a table in between them, but one of them, which one will flip the table over as he gets so excited as he's talking about Godzilla Planet Eater. So, right. Yeah. All we can't right. cross the streams. <laughs> so we have talked about uh, Godzilla, the anime Godzilla on Netflix in two episodes. One of the episodes was uh, two, episode 282 which was our summer 2018 animation roundup where we talked about death of Superman and teen Titans go to the movies and Incredibles two and Godzilla city on the edge of forever. No city on the edge of the battle. It's a battle. Yes. Cause city on the edge of forever is a really good star Trek episode. Yes. Godzilla planet of the monsters is episode 261. That was a dedicated episode just to that movie. And so here we are now. With episode 304, and we are going to talk about Godzilla Planet Eater. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. So, uh, boy, I don't know. Do we need to worry about spoilers? Do we need to? Because that's. Uh, I would. Let's just do the non spoiler section real quick. Yeah, because there's a lot of interesting. Well, possibly interesting things that go on in this this movie that you may not want to have <laughs> spoiler for you. But yes, spoiler. This may be possibly interesting. Yeah, it's, that covers this, everything. The whole movie is interesting to me, but it's interesting mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways yeah. that it's interesting to me is: will, will people like this? <laughs> um, and I've been very careful, Evan, because. Um, there's two movies recently that you said, I just watched this. And, and this was one of them where I think right 
right after this came out on Netflix, you you said, I just watched Godzilla Planet Eater. Yes. And, and I didn't say anything to you because I didn't want to hear what you had to say about it yet. Uh, and then the other one was um, Annihilation that, yes. that you watched. Did, and I'll just ask you right now, did you like it? Did you like Annihilation? Uh, or was I right? <laughs> I didn't hate it. Oh, okay. All right. So that's a step I, above I, your, your feelings about Arrival. No, I I think it was better than Arrival. Well, see, I kind of have to separate it because I think the uh, Annihilation it just the the R it earned its R rating for me, and if it was PG thirteen, I probably would have liked it a lot more. But it had just had a lot of the language was horrendous, and and then a couple scenes were pretty gory. Uh, and so if that wasn't in there, I I think I would have given it uh, a better review than I did. Okay. All right. But the the concepts and the visuals were really neat. Yeah, yeah. It's I it's really like uh, it. if if Stanley Kubrick and uh, Miyazaki were to get together with uh, H.R. Giger and make a movie, it, it might look like that. <laughs> so okay. Here we are to talk about Godzilla Planet Eater, though. And you said you watched it. Um, I did. <laughs> and Steve, you've said you watched it. I've said that I watched it. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I have told myself that I've watched it. So um, the question is, and, and we'll just start with it. I mean, just out of the gate. Did you like this movie? I did. For the most part. Yeah. And did you like it more than the other two? I did. I did. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. So I, I think we're all three on the same uh, same page. We'll see. We'll see how uh, big the words are that we're talking about with these with these pages, though, because I also <laughs> liked it more than the other two, and I found myself really intrigued by this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because if you go back and listen to the. Uh, the first episode about the first movie, uh, you'll remember that I sang a whole song about how boring it was. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't like it very much. But the sec- the second one was good. It was much better. And, and this one is the best of the three, in my opinion. And did you go back and rewatch the other two at all? Oh, no. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I watched all three. Um, mm. and, and, and part of it was just to see how does this work as one story. I don't right. think I'm going back to that first one. Would you go back to this one? Is the uh, you know because that's that's the question. I you know we're talking about glass. And <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I I would go back and rewatch Unbreakable, right? But for me to go back and rewatch Glass, it means I have to go back and rewatch all three of them. Yeah, you know, and and so that's kind of the same thing here. Um, kind of. I don't know. I don't know if you would have to. I think I'd go back and watch them if I was showing them to somebody completely new, uh, like Brennan, let's say, because he came to the other Godzilla movie with us, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. So if we were going to watch this, I'd probably watch it through with him. Uh, And then maybe 10 years from now, when we do a retrospective on all of our episodes we've done, then we need to watch it again. But other than that, I don't think I'm going to go back to any of these just for fun. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. The problem problem for me is I don't think 
you know, having watched this one and then saying to myself, you know what, I'm going to go back and rewatch the first two to to get the full story, to to put it into perspective, because I had I hadn't seen the you know either of them for about a year, um, and then realizing what the whole thing is about and picking up now all the clues and being able to put them all together and and understanding the vision for the whole thing i'm sort of like you know what i i'll i'll take what i can out of it and just leave the rest of it and if i forget completely about the rest of it then no big deal because what i'm going to miss even though it was interesting isn't something that i really want to keep going back to does that make sense <laughs> yeah it does it, it makes sense um I, I will say that the three together work well and yes. and so the the slow build in that first one uh actually builds to something when you watch the three together and right. um i'm glad i watched all three of them i mean a year between the last time i saw the first one uh and and now I'm glad I was able to watch that first one to remember things, but, mm -hmm. but it's sort of like they really could have made one longer movie and not had to make it four and a half hours. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, they really could have, um, uh, I understand why with the pacing and you know, the, the, I mean, it's, it's very well thought out, you know, because you have, the two different alien races and you're sort of like, well, what's the big deal with the two alien races? Well, it's because one of them plays into the second episode, you know, the second movie. Mm -hmm. And then the one plays into the third and it's, it, it's that build and you're right with the build. It's like building, 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 and you just keep moving. And I mean, everything is just building to that, ultimate point are we spoiling it yet or what are we going to do no we're not spoiling it yet we haven't we haven't we haven't triggered that yet um if you like build then yeah this is for you but i really i really could have done with one single movie like you know two and a half hours maybe you know something like that because it, you could still put all the epic parts into there but you wouldn't really have to do so much of the build every single episode with the build you know i think that's yeah uh, another thing i appreciated was that each episode was different mm -hmm. you know Very, as yeah. far as what they were trying to do and the and the action that was happening was done differently um because in the first one you have it's a pretty straightforward we have a plan and we're going to set up traps and it's it's almost like a Godzilla home alone kind of thing. And then <laughs> in the second one it's uh it's the city and they're using the city that used to be Mecha Godzilla right. and right. that city is being used to fight Godzilla. And mm -hmm. and then in the third one without spoiling it right now it's a different kind of conflict that they have uh with right. with Godzilla. And and it's and it's an interesting conflict too. So I just I, if you like the first two, you, you're going to watch the third one, you know, so, so what, what's, what yeah. are you waiting for? It's only 90 minutes long, you know, go um, watch it. Go, yeah, go, go do it. And if you didn't like the first two, this one might redeem it a little bit for you. Cause that's the question, Evan, you brought up with that first one was that where you didn't like the first one, would your feelings change when you finish the trilogy? 
Right. And and that's where my question is, do do your feelings change on that first one based on now that you've seen everything? Uh, you know, maybe a little bit. My biggest problem with the first one was just so much time wasted with the showing us the military and the technology and and just long, long, long sequences of launching things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that was my main problem with it. Um, you know, if they cut out a good half hour of that movie, it'd be much better for me. And but the overarching story of this whole thing, I really enjoyed. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything else before we move on to the spoilers. Like anything else you would say to someone who hasn't seen part three of of this Godzilla anime trilogy? I, on I will say this. I will say this. I am a huge fan of these movies. The main reason is because of the MCUing they do to the monsters. Um, I think it's just brilliant. I love it. Yeah, they do some really interesting. Well, okay, MCUing is a verb uh, (laughs) for MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, And so when you MCU something, you have taken a comic book version of it, brought it over into this live action film uh, realm and and it's the changes you make to make it more realistic and workable in a in a more realistic universe that's mcuing that something yeah yeah it's a, it's a thing if you listen to welcome to level seven. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh welcome to level yeah. seven uh-huh. yeah yeah wow. so it's a thing and so what evan is referring to is how <laughs> they took these monsters you know that are typically you know giant men in suit monsters um and how do they turn it into something that's more anime mm-hmm. and and more uh, along the lines of a th- the thematic stylings of of what some anime can be? Can I talk about just one quick thing about the anime? Yeah. When I saw Godzilla for the first time, or mm-hmm. you know, one of the first times you see him, and 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 so every single time you saw a headshot of Godzilla, or at least I did, the way that he was animated, I mean, it was really outstanding, you know, to get that scale, to see him move so slowly like something that big would, you know, because it it's just that vast. It's just so huge. Um, and all that stuff, I, I appreciate it. The only thing is when I see his headshot with his neck muscles this might seem weird they look like like floppy bunny ears that are down <laughs> every single time like i looked at him like is this like a radical new thing that they're doing with godzilla having him with ears and then i'm like oh wait a minute that's his neck muscles and i mean they're powerful huge neck muscles because he has this huge powerful neck and i understand that but Every single time it showed it, the coloring was just and, – and the the texture of it was just off enough visually for me that every single time I looked at it, I'm like, there's his bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone else got that. I didn't. No. I, I'm looking at it now, and you're right. It – yeah, it kind of looks like that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry I'm, but I'm ruining it for anybody. But. I didn't notice it in the movie, but uh, yeah, if you if you look at it a certain way, you can totally see that. I, I didn't notice it. What what I did notice with it was <clears throat> the animation of Godzilla was animated in a. This is gonna sound weird. 
especially with the bunny ears, but in a more realistic sense. Yes. Because he's animated like a mountain with right. like almost as if he's he's rock hard and, and so it's this kind of hard shelled creature that has a very um very stiff purposefully stiff um texture to it. And then you have the humans and the humans end up being a little more cartoony because of the way they animate with highlights in a kind mm-hmm. of 3D structure. And right. and so like the nose is there and you can see there's you know there's a line and some shading but not much. And so the 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 facial features of the humans is not as um realistically rendered or maybe it is very realistically rendered and, and it's just it's just too much because it's not something you'd be used to when you're watching uh, a CGI film. But um I always felt like you kind of have three different styles of animation happening with, with Godzilla's animation, and then you have the tech animation, and then you have the people animation, and mm-hmm. and they all they felt like three different stylings almost, but um, not enough to take me I, out of the movie, and because it's not unusual. Like I've, I I've think seen, they worked well together. Yeah, I, I've seen anime where it doesn't work well together because the characters are two D. And the the mechs and techs and stuff right. are 3D animation, and it's it's you know, well, wasn't wasn't uh, AE after uh, after Earth? Wasn't that kind of styled like that? Titan AE. Titan AE. That's what it was. No, um, it, at least not on purpose. Or am I thinking <laughs> of something else? Uh, I mean, the, you now looking back on it, you can totally see uh, a lot of the backgrounds were CGI and they were 2D. But I think back then, uh, the technology was still new enough where you weren't consciously making that. Uh, oh, I was distinction. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, um, yeah. No, it, I think it was intentional. Like the characters were animated with a two-dimensional character, and then they're running around on a three D. Um, See, but set. it's only in some scenes because most of the scenes are traditionally painted. Okay. And then they wanted to do some experimental things with camera movement and such. So and it, it maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing, but I'm pretty sure I am because I, it feels like that the ships like the like the bad guy ships or something were 3D animation and they were. Oh, all, yeah. All the interacting for 3D animated. Yeah. Yeah. So the ships are 3D and the characters are 2D. Yes. Yeah. But most most of the backgrounds are painted. Okay, yeah, but it's it's. I'm talking tech and 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 people, with yeah. with mm-hmm. that, and, and you know. So there, and, and I've seen other anime like that where it's it's two different things because it's a lot easier to film and animate a spaceship that's doing crazy wild moves in 3D, and and then you do the characters in 2D because you know 3D animation back then would have been hard to create good-looking things, or you get Final Fantasy, right. The Spirits Within, which... Not. We need to go back and watch it and do <laughs> the Final Fantasy trilogy review, Ben. Someday, <laughs> maybe. Because <laughs> it's like, the that would be the most untrilogy trilogy of all time. Yeah. <laughs> because it's technically a trilogy because they kind of call it that, but they don't have anything to do with each other. Nothing. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> so, no. and I, I think I've seen all three 
or at least only half of the third. I've seen all three. So anyway, um, any other things before we move on to spoilers? Would you recommend this is, I think, my last question. I'd recommend it to like hardcore sci-fi Godzilla fans that don't mind spending a lot of cerebral time over the course of four and a half hours of viewing. I would recommend it to my good friend, Ben Avery (laughs) and my other good friend. Well, I don't know if he'd like it as much, but maybe I'd recommend it to Steve McDonald. Um, I don't know if he would be into it as much as Ben would, but I actually wasn't into it until the third episode. And then I was like, you know what? It intrigued me enough to dig into those other two. And although I was dozing a little bit through the other two episodes, cause I had seen most of them before I was sort of like, you know what? I'm, I'm at least I'm going to get the, the sense of them. And then, you know, I, I read a little bit of stuff afterwards just to make sure I was understanding things correctly. So man, I was checking my clock on that first <laughs> one. Like I was like, when is this going to be over? How, How long I, is this movie? <laughs> How come it's not on YouTube and I can't play it on two X. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, Let's talk and, about it. And I wouldn't recommend it to too many people. That's. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I liked it, but it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. Definitely not for everyone. So okay. Uh, also, there is some content stuff uh, in this third one where mm-hmm. um, there's there's some sexual relations going on that outside of marriage, no less. Well, it depends. I mean. I mean that in their culture, maybe that constitutes true. marriage. Yep, that's that's true. That's true. So we don't know. know. Although they're well, a spoiler. So okay, let's uh, play the spoiler organ and then let's let's dive in deep. All right. Spoilers. 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 So I don't know where you guys want to start with this. Um, what's what's the thing that sticks out to you? The thing that sticks out to me was the the concept and the subsequent animation of Ghidorah. Yeah. It was radically different than what we know of Ghidorah. Um, so... You know, it. Uh, I, I just rewatched the 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 scene where he comes out of the singularity, and it's just the one neck, and he en- encompasses the the ship, and because it's a singularity, it's so confusing because things are happening outside of chronological order, and the girl who's behind the the screen trying to figure it out and trying to tell everybody that's what's happening, you know, she's like, you know that the thing just was destroyed 40 seconds ago. And they're like, well, what was the thing that they were just doing? And she's like, things are happening out of chronological order. Um, there's no life signs on the bridge. And then she's like, are, does that mean we're already dead? You know, and they're it, it on was, the bridge. Exactly. And it's, it's intriguing because, you know, Ghidorah is coming out of a singularity, which is pulling time. And, you know, later on he, he because, of that power that he has, he's able to deflect, uh, you know, Godzilla's blasts and stuff. And you're, it's just, it's mind boggling because the, 
the amount of t- time and energy they spent putting into this character, making him that different um, and making it work to a point where you're like, you know, I don't miss seeing the rubber <laughs> Ghidorah yeah, yeah. You know, outfit. This was, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't get frightened by watching cartoons, but it, you, you felt it. At least I did. I was like, what is going to happen? You just, how did, how does this work? You know, I mean, it, it, you're trying to wrap your brain around it. The characters are trying to do that in there. You know, Godzilla, I mean, it's, it's biting Godzilla, but he can't affect it. You're like, okay, I guess that's, that's it. You know? <laughs> so yeah, well, and, that and there's, there's no energy region readings and, right. and yet there's something happening there. And, and then they start, well, Godzilla's temperature is going up now. It's going down, but where's the energy going? There, mm-hmm. because there's no readings of any, and there's some really cool stuff going on there. Um, now, typically, God uh, Ghidorah is is the floppy, three headed um, man <laughs> in suit, where uh, the three heads tend to be on strings, and 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 it's this kind of um, magnificent but goofy uh, kaiju. Right. Uh, well, right. Is, isn't it, he considered to be Godzilla's main villain? Because yeah. Most of the other villains or monsters are just mindless beasts, but Ghidorah is like actually evil. But the, the whole idea with Ghidorah is he's yeah he's Godzilla's uh, Joker in a lot of ways. He's <laughs> the one that they pull out when when they when they're going to pull out all the stops and say, okay, it's we're going to make it really tough for Godzilla. How are we going to do that? Here's this monster here. Here's this one here, and Ghidorah's coming, and so you know it's going to be <laughs> going to be bad. Um, yeah, and he can be there's different versions of him so but it, it, he all he all, almost all of them exist in that place you know that that joker version uh to, like yeah, of you know godzilla's batman yes this uh this movie actually when i was watching it it kind of was making me sad because i'm like i don't think that the legendary movie that's coming up is going to make Ghidorah as cool as this. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know? I don't think they would want to. I mean, that's the thing is Ghidorah in this is a concept almost more than a creature. Right. And, yeah, I loved it. And, and that was so cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But there's you can't do the same kind of movie. You know, right, right. And, and that's where this one, I almost feel like the first two movies are like, we're going to get in all this action and all the minutes and minutes of firing missiles or whatever. Uh, we're going to get that in, in those two movies, because in this one, uh, the conflict is going to be Ghidorah bites Godzilla and hangs on and Godzilla <laughs> can't touch him. Yeah. Like, and it's not well, after Ghidorah kills everyone in space. So that was unexpected. The, the yeah. killing everyone in space. Yeah. You it's, it's sort of like you, you, you were getting used to the characters. I mean, some of them aren't, uh, you know, the, the happy fun characters, but you're, you know, they're, they're playing their part. And then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, just an epic explosion too, you know, it's just, you see, you know, Ghidorah around the ship and the ship is, you know, little explosions here and there because things are exploding. And then all of a sudden, and it's like bigger than the death star explosion, you know? And I mean, it's, it's horrible because, you know, these cartoon characters humans are being 
killed. But the the beauty of the animation of it was was stark because, you know, you see something like that happen and then you see what it's doing to the, you know, the 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 upper levels of the the atmosphere of the Earth. And then you see the the angle, you know, they're down on the earth and you can see it's it's almost like northern lights playing up there yeah. as they just realize that their ship is gone. And all their friends and all, all the people that they knew, you know, on the ship. But uh Well, and it's horrible, uh it's made even worse because you realize that this has all been the plan from the beginning. Right. For from the evil aliens. The um yeah. Uh, I forget their name. Well, I, I, in my mind, they're the elf aliens. Um, the elf aliens. You have yes. the elf aliens. You have the dwarf aliens. Even though they're not that much shorter, but they're the warlike <laughs> I was ones. About that too. And then you have the humans. I mean, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the religious aliens too. And yes, and yes. that's what also makes it really interesting is how Ghidorah is basically summoned by belief. And and human sacrifice and, and sacrifice, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. yeah, and, and and so it's it's this kind of so now you have this religious thing kind of running through there. Where well, it's the, interesting because the entire first two movies and some of this movie they just keep calling him God, right? And the language they're using is very Christian sounding language, right? Mm-hmm. And the things that they're saying are, but then at the end you realize, no, this is Ghidorah. They're talking about this whole time, right. and when it's all about sins, <laughs> yeah. yeah. where it's just all about destruction and human sacrifice, and it's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that both the uh, I'm reading them now, Saludo, the mm-hmm. dwarf aliens, and the Exifs, the the elf aliens, they're still. I mean, as as much as they've, you know, teamed up with the uh, the the Earth people, they're still working their plans. So, you know, with Mechagodzilla City, they're you know they they're taking on the uh, the they're not nanites. They're um, what do you call it? The the liquid nanobots. Nanobots. Yeah. Um, they're you know they're taking them on because. That's what's going to take over the entire planet. So they want to defeat Godzilla with that technology so they can win. <laughs> you know, so when um, Metfees, the the elf, you know, the, the, uh, the priest, exif, yeah, yeah, the priest, you know, he's working against them as well, but also for his own purposes, because he knows that when uh when Ghidorah comes down, he's going to remake the entire world and, or, you know, destroy it or eat it or whatever and serve his God's purpose, you know? So it's like, they're still working against the humans the entire time, even though they're the ones, you know, doing the machines and, and, you know, all the, being the, the, uh, the, the spiritual support and, you know, all this other things that they're doing, they're, they're still going against, the the humans yeah but then you also have this element of um okay so in in previous godzilla movies our tampering with nature and using the bomb is what brings to life this creature this kind of mother nature's wrath against what we've done in this one 
they have manipulated humankind to do this to create the creatures right as part of their plan like they've been there for thousands of years (laughs) pushing humanity to do this because that's what Ghidorah feeds on is the giant creatures (laughs) that they make out of the planets yeah i thought it was so interesting because our main character guy he the whole time he's very you know anti-faith i can do it myself and I thought it was so interesting when the priest is talking to him. He's like, you don't believe in God because you don't have the technology like we do to actually prove that God exists. Right. Yeah. I was like, what? The, the <laughs> well, mathematical <laughs> formula that yeah. proves that God exists. We know he exists. We can prove it with math. Well, but they're, <laughs> but they're proving that Ghidorah exists. Like, right, right, right. From another dimension. From another dimension. And, and that's what's also really interesting is that yeah. he operates under uh, – universal laws of another dimension so that's, that's why part godzilla of why can't hit him. yeah godzilla can't hit him because the 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 rules that he operates under don't exist in our universe mm-hmm. and so he's able to come and latch on to godzilla but godzilla can't do anything about it and then godzilla starts fading away almost and starts floating up because yeah. he's not existing in our plane anymore and yeah, so there's really interesting stuff. And the other thing is uh, a good Godzilla movie to me is one where the humans have their own story. The monsters have their own story. And maybe they cross or maybe, you know, they're they're parallel to each other. But the humans affect the monster story, uh, not just the monsters affecting the human story. And that's definitely what's happening here is is that the the human characters or, you know, the elf alien characters are affecting the monster story as well. And so there's, it's not just we have two stories and the monsters happen to cause the humans to have to run away in the middle of their drama. And it's, it's not like that at all. And, and I also like our main character, Haruo, or how do you say his name? Um, he, in the beginning, is kind of this kind of just angry guy. Yeah. And yeah. he develops – you're talking about his faith and stuff. But um, he develops into a character who does care. At, at the right. end and it, it was not all about hatred and anger and, and vengeance. Um, eh. He's not all about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> at, at the end, he still has that it's there. Um, but the reason right, but he, yeah. he's letting it be unleashed at the end when he goes to Godzilla, I mean, he's, he's going to Godzilla for help. You know, and and he spent all this time hating Godzilla, but now he's using Godzilla to right. destroy him and destroy the nanobots and right. destroy the last trace of human technology. Yeah. And, and and so there's so that way Mecha Godzilla. I mean uh, <laughs> Ghidorah won't come back. Right. Well, not just Ghidorah, but humans' own proclivity to create stuff that's going to kill. Yeah. And 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 the Mechagodzilla City, um, those those nanobots are in the girl who's just yeah. on life support. And mm-hmm. he has to destroy those as well because they can use those to start creating civilization again. And it's it's bad news. Yes. Yeah. And that was an interesting choice to do that because you know it it wraps up a I mean in in some ways, it's sort of like you don't really want to show this to a kid because they might see it and just be like, oh, okay, so at the end, he's just so mad at Godzilla, he flies a ship into him and he commits suicide. 
which it might look like. But if you're understanding it correctly, yes, he's the only thing he can do to get rid of all that stuff is to have Godzilla destroy it. And that's how he can do it. And that's what he's actually doing. He's just sacrificing himself. You know, Ben Kenobi didn't commit suicide, <laughs> you know, right, even right. though he turned off his his uh, lightsaber in the middle of a lightsaber battle with Darth Vader. He didn't, you know, he, it was a noble sacrifice. And this is what he's doing. He's doing this. He knows exactly what's going to happen and why. And he's the one, the only one that realizes it, the only one that has the volition to do it, the only one that, you know, the, the only one story-wise anyway that mm-hmm. is going to do it. No, no one else has the... The impetus too. So, but he has to destroy you know, himself too, because mm. because you have the girl with the nanobots, you have the technology with the whatever the they call that the bot thing, and then yeah. he has traces of um the the high priest left right. in him, you know, yeah. and so his yeah. eye speaks to him, and and yeah. he he's hearing the voice of that thing. And he's been told, you know, Ghidorah will be watching you right until the end, you know? And, yeah. and so this also takes Ghidorah's eye off of him and, and yeah. off of earth. Right. So, you know, it, it, and that's, that's one of the things it's so there, there's such a depth to the, the thinking that went behind the story. You know, I, I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of people. I wouldn't recommend it to children, you know, just because of the way it works out. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who has any type of, you know, self-harm proclivities, whatever. But it's it's difficult to uh, to recommend it to, to almost anybody because it's just it's so singular in its in its existence. You know, there's not a lot of really heady uh science fiction stuff out there that resolves like this that is also you know very singular it's godzilla so if you don't like kaiju if you don't like big you know uh monsters you're not gonna like the movie i mean it's there's it's such a, a thin slice of pop culture that is going to really enjoy this movie and understand it you know, to the to the point of of being able to un- enjoy it. So that's probably one of the reasons I would, you know, yeah, hesitate. Because I think people who don't necessarily like a kaiju film might enjoy this, because it does take itself seriously and it does take the conflict in a different direction than you would expect, and it does cause you to think and figure out like what. I, I think the question that that I came out of this was, what were they trying to say here? there's there's a lot of possibilities for what they're trying to say and it it requires extra thought you know whereas uh well shin godzilla required some thought too there's there's some stuff going on there but a lot of times a godzilla movie there's the surface level which is two men in rubber suits throwing each (laughs) other around and then there is some subtext there is some subtext about environmentalism or about, um, uh, you know, family structure in Japan at the time, you know, th- those kind of things. But, but for the most part, it's, it's the monsters. And with this, it's not, it, it's, it's all about the subtext and it's all about exploring the ideas. And, mm-hmm. and it's, 
the fight is not a fight. Like it's a, it's a very interesting way that they do this where the big fight, the big battle is actually the high priest and our main character having discussions in his brain space right? <laughs> and, and seeing, yeah. you know, glimpses of history cool. and, and seeing, you know, uh, different people from his life. And yeah. it's as, as the priest is, is trying to, I think in some ways uh, pry in with a lie. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably for me, the biggest takeaway is, is the battle of truth and lies and how, um, the, the high priest guy, uh, he's really good at doing that satanic lie. And, you know, the mm-hmm. really awesome satanic lie is this. It's lots of truth with just a little bit of lie in there and, and whether, <laughs> you know, it, and so there's so much truth, you know, it, it's, there's, there's so much truth that it's super believable and easy to believe the lies. Right. Because there it's mixed in with the truth and you have to sort through it and you have to be um, diligent and, and you have to really try hard not to, not to just believe everything is happening there. And, and it's nice because at the end he, he has that moment where he makes the realization he's almost there. And, and then yeah. he, and then he sees the little necklace thing on the ground and, and sees the flower and remembers magically. Um, <laughs> his his parents talking over him when he was a baby and deciding yeah. his name like he, he he remembers the moment they decided his name that's right that was kind of weird <laughs> it was weird except it was in the context of this kind of psychic battle and so right. while it's not a memory memory that he has it's it's a memory that he's able to access because there's all this timey wimey stuff going on and right. uh, yeah it's and so there's there's a lot of richness to this. Now, is there enough richness to watch it again? That's that's the question. And and I'm 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 not too keen on that. If my son wanted to watch it with me, my my older son, not not my not my eight year old, uh, I might I might sit down with with him and, and watch it. Maybe. I think it's the type of thing where. If I if someone was going to like if they said I'm really interested in the in the new Godzilla movie, I would say hmm okay, let's let's you know put together a little schedule of stuff to experience before that thing because I I wouldn't want them to start watching and then be like you know whoa what what's space travel you know obviously there, there's got to be a couple <laughs> of things that they're gonna that they're gonna need to understand. Before you you get into this, you know, and and that's that's another thing. It's, it would be difficult to uh, to you know to tell people that this was something that they should go see because there's so much stuff. I think to front load it, you know, to okay, well, even with that, you know, you gotta see a Godzilla movie. Let's watch uh, another anime movie that has something to do with you know uh, huge things like this, like. Um, Oh, what's that one? The the giant people attacking the walled cities. I forget, but you know something like like that. So it's it's you know to to take it in in baby steps. And to, <laughs> Steve, you're, you, you with Attack on Titan. Yeah, Attack on Titan. Something yeah, yeah. Like that. you're you're gonna throw the a giant giant step at them <laughs> to take a baby step to watch this. No, I I think that this is pretty. 
uh, understandable on its own. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's Maybe there is sci-fi. There's sci-fi elements though, and which it was nice. You know, you had the the time stuff happening with the singularity, but they had already discussed and gone into some of the stretch time stuff with uh, the space travel they were doing, and was- you know, and so you have they are doing these sci-fi elements, and then you have the so now the Ghidorah necks are coming through, and and you know they're they're talking about the energy stuff. I feel like they have created a pretty good entry point. Yeah, into their I mean, own into their own thing. I mean, they explain what's happening on the screen as it's happening. You'll obviously get more out of it if you know about these characters ahead of time. But uh, I think you could go into it cold turkey and and understand it and like it if you enjoy that sort of heady sci-fi stuff. Yeah, because I mean, Evan and Evan appreciates the Ghidorah as like that's a really cool Ghidorah mm-hmm. because yeah. he knows other forms of Ghidorah. And and has seen that. And so someone coming in who has not seen any of those movies, well, yeah, they're not going to appreciate the the references happening here. And Mothra. You know, the <laughs> Mothra. Mothra, Mothra and comes the twins. Yeah, well, I mean, we I've been waiting yeah. <laughs> for this. I, I mean, was, as soon as you saw the twins at the beginning, you know Mothra's coming at some point. <laughs> well, and they had an egg. They had the yeah. egg. And that never hatched, but no. But it, it had psychically it was in his dreams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what? Yeah. And the, did you see the very first episode when they were doing the the TV, you know, uh, coverage of the monsters attacking, you know, mm-hmm. in our time? Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I, I, I looked at them pass it in, in passing again earlier today, but I didn't see a Mothra one. But I saw like other monsters no. that I didn't, I didn't recognize. Did you? Yeah, the, those those monsters. I, I can't remember all, who all of them were, but they were all established monsters from previous okay. Godzilla movies, except for one, and that was I think it's Degora. I might be saying it wrong. Who had his own standalone movie? Okay, and and he was. Uh, it was a kaiju Japanese horror movie. Um, and he might have been used in a later movie, like as a as a secondary or, or third area or tertiary, or whatever um, f- creature. But they are all Toho monsters that do have a, an existing cinematic history. Uh, but yeah, the the absence of Mothra was something I noticed from the beginning. And then in the second movie, it's okay. We got twins here. Yep. <laughs> we got. Oh, here's the egg. Got a big egg. Yeah. Big and egg. nothing. Okay. Movie three. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm so glad that we got at least that much um because yeah. those are the big three uh godzilla yeah. mothra Ghidorah. those are the big three and you know so, godzilla is a close second yeah he he's up there and, and then rodan is up there rodan, yeah. um but but those are the big three and mothra i mean has its own uh cinematic universe i mean there's yeah. a a mothra trilogy that they made in the nineties. Was that? <laughs> it said, I just don't understand. <laughs> it's a popular character. I hate Mothra. <laughs> you can oh. hate it all you want, but there are a lot of people out there who don't. I and, know. And so I have, you know, a, a live action understand. trilogy from the nineties about Mothra. And <laughs> it's, it's just, is what it is. Yeah. Rebirth of Mothra, rebirth of Mothra two and rebirth of Mothra three. There it this- is. This was they did not spend a lot of money on naming these movies. 
This was the best version of Mothra I've ever seen. Oh, Evan. It is. Evan. (laughs) It is. Shame. Name a better version of Mothra. Almost all of them. (laughs) No. You You know what the best version of Mothra I ever saw was? No. I was, I was, I was part of this multi table tabletop game that someone they they invented and they would rent it out and they would run it for you it was a role-playing game and they would lay out on multiple tables a cityscape and it would have squares you know and buildings and it would have and it was it was a fantastic thing. It was it had like the Eiffel Tower, and it also had the Space Needle, and it also had some stuff around Boston, which is where I'm around. And and uh, you had you you could pick one of like thirty or forty uh, uh, action figures, and they were all kaiju or uh, giant robots, you know that type of thing. And I got to be Mothra. <laughs> And it was awesome because he could like, you know, fly around and, and go places where other characters couldn't. And it was interesting understanding Mothra by being Mothra. And it was the best uh the best thing that I could have done to try to understand, you know, that type of a character. Um well, Evan, and ever I, since then he's been my favorite. I'm not gonna make you watch Mothra movies, okay? I'm not going because to there's watch no Mothra time. <laughs> there's, there's no time, but that would be a challenge to, to see. Can can we find one that you actually like? Because I feel like this one. <laughs> this is Mothra, it. Mothra. Mothra to me is actually a, a very good kaiju character because of what it means and what it does and its connection to humanity and, and the twins and the, you know, the, the singing and all that stuff. I hate, um, it. I hate the twins except for in this movie. It's the only time, <laughs> um, which is another reason why our, our reason why I didn't like the ending is because uh, our main guy marries one of the twins, you know, married with, with quotes on it and has a kid and then just leaves them both and kills himself. And I get the whole reasons, but I still don't like it. No, but it's, it's but not you're not supposed to like but, it. Yeah, it's not fantastic. But otherwise, he's dooming the entire race if he doesn't do that. You know, he's dooming everybody. He's dooming his wife. He's dooming his kid. He's dooming every single person who survived and every single person who will come out of those unions, those marriages, let's call them. You know, he's dooming them all if he doesn't do this thing. And, and and yeah, but I, and it, I will stand by the idea. You're not supposed to like it, right? You, you know, because you are supposed to feel the sacrifice, and you're. So, is it good that he has to sacrifice himself? Well, no, no, it's not good. Is it good that he does? Well, yes, yes. In the context of the story, it it was the story thematically was built up to that moment. Um, right. you know, similar to like Man of Steel, where the movie was written to get Superman to the point where he does what he does with Zod. And, you know, that's where you can like it or, or lump it. But but the movie <laughs> is meant to take you to this point where Superman has to make that decision. And and that's the same thing here, where it was all building up to this moment where you have this kid who his whole life is shaped by seeing Godzilla destroy people 
and destroy his world and cause them to have to run away. He hates Godzilla and he's because of it, he's immature and he's impetuous and he's causing trouble for people and he's going about things maybe the wrong way, maybe the right way, but he's he's a rebel and and then he becomes a leader and then here he he becomes a savior. And it's it's the character arc and that they that they intended to take him on. Whether it's good or not, well the they got the reaction they wanted from you. Right. Yeah. So what else do you guys have to talk about? Um, I think one of the interesting things that we haven't touched on is the, uh, the continuing theme through it that to, to kill a monster, you need to become a monster. You know, they hit that a couple of times where, you know, they they could have killed the monster using the uh, the stuff from Mechagodzilla City, the the nano stuff, but chose not to because that would turn them into monsters. You know, so he 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 chooses not to kill Godzilla, which is the entire thing that he wants to do, but he chooses not to because he knows that it'll turn him into a monster. And, well, and not just that. It'll turn him into a monster that does the exact same thing that God does, Godzilla does. Right. Just destroy the Earth. <laughs> so the end, we have Godzilla, and he's just kind of off on his own. And you have humanity, and they're primitive, and they're trying to survive. And and then you have that post credit scene. Oh, I didn't see that post credit scene. What? I didn't see it. You need to watch these things to the end. <laughs> Sorry. The other two Where movies had post-credit scenes. Yeah, but this is the end movie. It shouldn't have a post-credit scene. <laughs> well, it does. <laughs> oh. It does. And, and what do we think of the post-credit scene? Well, what happens? <laughs> uh, it's a ceremony inside a cave where they are taking things, naming them their fears, and then throwing their fears into the fire. And there's some really cool uh, costume design where they are dancing the battle with Godzilla. And it's, it's, it's just neat. It's primitive kind of thing where they're, they're doing this. The, the music is going, the dance is going, the children are naming their fears and throwing them in the fire. And that's pretty much it. Um, okay, but it's showing life has gone on, and this is what life looks like after a little while. Um, I yeah, did like interesting. I did like the end uh, before he kills himself and abandons his wife and child, where he's <laughs> talking to his wife and you know asking her, "Is she does she hate Godzilla?" Um, and and she's like, "Well, to me, you know, Godzilla is like a tornado or a." a thunderstorm you know was that his wife what or either she was his wife or his sister-in-law yeah (laughs) yeah they don't have to tell the two of them apart well the one was pregnant right yeah well anyway he's talking to one girl and and she's like yeah i'm not i don't hate tornadoes or thunderstorms i'm scared of them yes but it's just a part of living on the earth and that's where that post-credit scene is kind of tying into that where she's, am I, am I scared of Godzilla? Yes. And, 
and now they're kind of heaping their fears into the fire of of Godzilla. And they're praying to him a little bit too, I think. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Mothra's going to be mad. I think that's enough uh, for this conversation, unless you guys have something else that we have not touched on. But uh, I don't think so for me. Who would have thunk that we would have this much to talk about? The, in a Godzilla and, movie. It, well, no, not just that. And the sequel to two Godzilla movies that um, a lot of the conversation in the first one was about how boring it was. <laughs> Very true. But now in retrospect, you can see why it was boring. You know, you can see sort of why people considered it boring because it was building and building. Because they launched so many things. Yeah, because they didn't in <laughs> yeah. this one. Like they're yeah. making up for it is what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would like to have this many battles, but we'll just have two <laughs> battles that equal three battles. How's yeah. that? That'll work. So what's your final words, gentlemen, as we shut this one down and put it in the books? Uh best Mothra ever. <laughs> That's my final word. Did you know, um, Evan, you know what your, your name means, right? Mighty Warrior. It also means troll. Is <laughs> like, I don't think that's true. Okay, well, it may not be true. I, it may, may be something that I, I just picked up on, on my, in my own brain. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Steve, final word. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me what my name meant, too. <laughs> Uh, my final word, I'm going to paraphrase um, Blaise Pascal, uh, great thinker back in the 1700s. He said something to the point of, in French, of course, he said it, you know, but he said something to the point of, um, uh, I will exalt him when he humbles himself, and I will humble him, him when he exalts himself, and I will keep on doing this until he realizes that he is a monster that passeth all understanding. Very nice. And I will paraphrase me and say, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, as usual, Godspeed. That wasn't a paraphrase. No, it was, that was a direct like an quote. exact quotation. Yeah. Direct quote. Yeah. Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jay Samuel. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. How long is this movie? <laughs>